When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back, back from Star Wars Celebration 2019 in Chicago. And this is our very first podcast back. I am David. I'm alone. James and Joseph are away. And today is actually Easter, uh, April 21st, 2019. And this is our first podcast back from Celebration. And we have a lot of stories and a lot of tales from Celebration but that's another story for another time. Today, I'm actually going to talk about sort of the stories, rumors, uh, everything that's come about, uh, speculation from the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer that debuted at the Episode Nine panel in the Winterest Arena, where we were all present, about 30 yards away from the stage. Um, it was incredible. It was truly incredible, just getting to be there and every single member of the podcast being there was just a sense of relief on my part. I was very nervous about us not getting into that arena, but we were able to do it. There were some technical issues as far as the lottery system went, but it all kind of worked out in the end for that panel. And looking back at our review, I know I said that that ship, the very first ship you see, was an A-Wing. And I was watching the trailer on 2-Bar LTE on Sprint on my iPhone Max. And it looked like an A-Wing to me. But it looks like pictures have resurfaced, or have surfaced, that show that it's essentially the same ship that we saw in The Force Awakens that dropped Rayoff with Uncar Plutt on Jakku. So it looks like we're going to get a little backstory, possibly, and maybe see Ray's parents. I don't think anyone's really talking about that, um, because there's just so many other things to talk about as far as the trailer goes. That last shot of Ray and it was Poe, Finn, Chewie, Dio, BB-8, and 3PO overlooking a seaside cliff with the remains of the Death Star there, Ray's actually holding something in her right hand. And it looks like there's a handle and there's a white object connected to it. It almost looks like a backpack. And that's really interesting what she's actually holding there. And I actually sent out, or I posted and asked the question, what is Ray holding? And of course I get a lot of, funny and hysterical answers, but it could very well be the MacGuffin of episode nine. And I have no idea. I just have speculation on what's going to happen. Um, as well as everyone else. Um, 
there's been really no leaks on story. And as soon as there are, I think I'm going to be hesitant to actually read them and listen to them because at this point, I really feel like going in to this last Skywalker saga film, not knowing a single thing. And if you're listening to my voice, it sounds kind of different. I'm still hoarse from celebration. It's actually been several days. It's, it's been about four days. We had a podcaster meetup at celebration and I turn around and Leland Chi is standing right there. So I had to like go introduce myself to him and talk to him. But that bar was so loud that I had to essentially yell talk so that you could understand what I'm, what I was saying. And we had a really nice conversation and we just didn't talk about star Wars. We talked about a great many things. And he also gave me a really great tip that I want to share with you all. He said that if you want to go to galaxy's edge this year, the best time to go is actually September. And I asked him, why not Thanksgiving time frame? Why not November? He essentially said that during the October Thanksgiving time frame, there's a big theme going on, which is something that I already knew, but I didn't take into consideration because right at the end of September, they start the whole Halloween theme and they dress up the park and Nightmare Before Christmas and they go all out for that, and people who are Disney files or Disney World Park enthusiasts will travel to the park just for that, and it adds to the population. So he's saying September. Right when everyone goes to school, there's not a theme being done, which I was very, very highly taken into consideration of doing that. But as we all know now, the next celebration will be next year in Anaheim, So I'm looking to kill two birds with one stone, going to Celebration and going to Galaxy's Edge, which I think pretty much everyone is going to do that goes to Celebration because it's just a a short walk away. That is my plan, and I think James and Joseph and Colin also want to go to Anaheim. It's a year away, and I was so, so dreading having the Con Blues coming back home to South Texas and not knowing when the next celebration was going to be. We all kind of assumed that maybe 2022, 2023, when the next film was going to come out. But they surprised us. And it really felt like celebration this year really served the fans that were disappointed from 2017 because we were wanting certain things. And they gave it to us this go-round, this 2019 celebration in Chicago. And... Knowing the location and the and the year for the next celebration was one of those things that we really wanted to know. And that was a really, really welcome surprise. And when they announced Anaheim 2020, I knew I wasn't going to fill the blues. I just, I actually decided to be proactive about it. I said, well, I really have to save up money and essentially recoup the money that I spent on this celebration So I got a part-time job. So that part-time job is actually going to help. And I actually started it during my 16-day Star Wars vacation. And I'm making some decent money. So hopefully I can keep that up and uh, save some money for Anaheim and uh, be able to uh, bring you guys more coverage. And we met some listeners at Celebration, and that that was really cool. We were able to give them patches and stickers. Official Star Wars stuff podcast 
stickers and patches. And that was a real big highlight, too, to meet, I believe, Peyton and Danny in person. And there was a couple other people, too, that I wasn't around for because we did actually split up uh, during celebration um, for different reasons, for buying different exclusives, for buying certain things at the celebration store, and then certain panels I wanted to attend. Meeting the other fellow Star Wars podcasters was was really great. And a lot of the podcasters that I listened to were there, and I got to introduce myself. Some of them said, oh, we do know you, which was a shock and um, pleasant surprise. And um, hopefully we'll collaborate with some of these fellow podcasters in the future. But uh, going back to what I initially said, it seems like everyone was... I can honestly say was all in agreement that there was not really a plan for the sequel trilogy. The interviews that JJ and Kathleen Kennedy did claimed there was kind of a plan and George Lucas was consulted on episode nine and they played a video before episode nine in Winterest arena before the episode nine panel got underway with Stephen Colbert where they addressed a nine-film, three-sequel trilogy saga. That was a big hint to that Palpatine was going to be involved. And we talked about in the past how wait till we get episode nine to really judge episode seven and eight. And I think that's very well going to be the case. It was. It was. It seems now after just after the initial teaser trailer of episode nine. Fans had a severe knee-jerk reaction to, especially Episode 8. And it seems like Episode 9 is going to make everyone see Episode 8 in a different light. It might not be as beloved to the people that disliked Episode 8, but I think it will. fans will be more accepting of it, I think. Because now I have the wheels turning in my head with this teaser trailer building my own kind of head canon or head story for what I'm going to see. And what I want to see might be a spoiler, but I mean, it's like I said, I don't know any information. I haven't been talking to anyone. There was a specific story that dropped months ago about Palpatine being involved by a certain podcaster. And he came out and said that he had no inside info. It was just his putting the puzzle pieces together and coming up with that conclusion that Palpatine would return. And looking back at everything, it it's such a, it almost feels like a no brain idea in a way. It's so interesting that one cackle could change the way you look at the sequel trilogy night and day. And it, it was, it was shocking. And, and the teaser trailer is something I really wanted to to just shock and awe on us. I think it, it gave us exactly that. And I was super happy. And James was dancing. And I posted on Instagram. And we were jumping up and down. Once the title came out, James doesn't have to shave his beard, half his beard. So he lucked out there. But yeah, I figured there was going to be a title. But I thought it would be super interesting if they didn't drop a title. But I think... The wait for footage, the wait for the trailer, 
and then no title. I mean, fans would have, I think, would have left the arena kind of half-satisfied in a way. And um, I think that episode nine panel gave us exactly what we wanted, exactly what we were hoping for, and um, asked so many, made us ask so many questions about what's going to happen. I mean, look at the title, The Rise of Skywalker. What does it mean? Is it talking about Ben Solo? Ben Skywalker Solo? Is it talking about maybe Rey? Uh, Is it talking about maybe the Jedi are extinct and the new terminology for a Jedi is Skywalker? Maybe there's a new Skywalker order. I mean, it can mean so many things. And I was kind of fearing that the title would be kind of a Return of the King type Lord of the Rings giveaway what the actual story was title. But this title does not give anything away. And I think it's it's a great title. It, I mean, there's so many questions that arose that hopefully we do get answers for. I'm excited. I think I think the whole fan base is excited. I don't think, other than the very, very tiny minority, is, is not happy with the trailer, with the action, with what J.J. Abrams told the audience, that it's going to be a group adventure, which is very, very Star Wars. Um, having Han, Leia, Luke, Obi-Wan, go on an adventure together. I know Obi-Wan didn't go on an adventure with Leia, but just having a group of characters in the Falcon cockpit. I I believe we're going to get to see Poe pilot the Falcon. We're going to see Lando again pilot the Falcon with Chewie, obviously, from the, from the trailer. Hopefully that doesn't get cut. That would not be good if that happened. Lando showing up in the trailer was just fantastic. I, if you watch our trailer reaction, we dropped two of them. James did a brilliant thing by thinking on his feet and actually recording himself. He didn't even tell me he was going to do that. He recorded himself reacting to the trailer. I was standing next to him. I was actually recording the screen, and I wanted to get the crowd reaction. And we posted both of those reactions. His dropped first, and I think he's got about 9,000 views. And mine dropped second. I think I got about 3,000. But you can find it on our Star Wars Stuff podcast YouTube page if you want to go take a look at it if you haven't seen it yet. And they were they were great. I mean, it's... I. We Joseph made the remark, I could I could watch that trailer the rest of the day and be happy. We probably would have, but we were in Chicago at celebration and we had panels to attend. It was just such a great experience. It all it all worked out for the most part. And I don't think we can complain as a podcast. We met so many people, took a lot of pictures, took a lot of video, did a time lapse video, got to the celebration store. We were able to buy exclusive merch, get swag from other podcasts, get swag from cosplayers, get swag from people who were just carrying swag around. And I really didn't think 2017 would top, would be topped. And I think 2019 did top it, probably for the simple fact that it was a podcast being there in our first year as a podcast. Kathy Kennedy also did an interview where she addressed kind of an infamous picture that's out there. It's really not that infamous, but a lot of negative people and negative fans will 
flashed the picture of her wearing the shirt that says the force is female. And she addressed that. And it was kind of interesting. She's, she was asked if she knew about the whole controversy about that shirt. And she said she didn't realize there was a controversy. And I honestly believe her. I mean, it's, it's kind of just one of those things where fans took that picture and kind of ran with it and assumed a lot of things. And Kathleen Kennedy said it was a Nike shirt that was made without her knowing they gave it to her. And her daughters att- attend an all girls school. That kind of says it right there that, I mean, it's not implied that the force has a, has a gender really. And she said it in the interview. She said, the force is just the force. It's not male or female. It's just the force. And I think any reasonable fan knew that all along. And it was just kind of a, something that got cleared up that really didn't need to get cleared up, but it was. It just kind of goes to show you that fans shouldn't assume certain things. And it kind of goes back to my previous story about how there were so many reports that the story was handed off. And in a sense it was. I mean, J.J. wrote The Force Awakens with... with um, Lawrence Kasdan, and he handed it off to Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson took the baton. He wrote his script and he directed his film that he wanted, that he thought was the best thing to do. And in the process, while that was happening, Colin Trevorrow was hired and he was let go subsequently. And I'm not sure what reason, but JJ came back and he got to complete the story that he started. I I think I look back and think that maybe it would have been best if JJ had the entire story to complete his vision. But I think that he's going to pull off what he wants to pull off because you can already kind of see the pieces and the gears and the story flow from seven to eight to nine with Snoke being killed off abruptly so it seems like Palpatine was a puppet master and he was using Snoke in what type of physical form Palpatine will appear as we don't know but I do know that George Lucas has stated that Sith cannot be force ghosts I do know that for a fact so what type of appearance will Snoke or actually Palpatine appear as Is it going to be something akin to a Force ghost? Is his essence going to be trapped inside of an object? Or are we going to get something of a physical body? The thing that popped into my head was Voldemort from Harry Potter. Coming back not in his full form, but still being evil, very evil and potent. And that's one thing that ran through my head. And I didn't really get to talk to the guys about this when we were in Chicago, but I got a lot of Harry Potter vibes from eight and from this teaser trailer, especially when Luke does the narration on the teaser trailer and says, no one is ever really gone. And that was a central theme in Harry Potter. There is a connection between both franchises. It's a very, very, Great connection, I think. I'm a, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Um, I'm not a huge Potterhead, but I do appreciate the stories and the and the films. I haven't read the books, but there seems like there is a through line 
that will be similar to what we got in that franchise, as well as other franchises. I mean, it, great franchi- great franchises have very similar story elements and character building, and I, I just can't wait to see episode nine. I, I mean, I, I can't help it. I'm I'm thinking about what's going to happen in episode nine. My brain just started going. The, the the wheels started turning, and I would very much like to see a battle. Maybe maybe one of the greatest force slash lightsaber battles in Star Wars film history between Ray and Palpatine, Ray and Kylo, and then maybe Ray and Kylo team up against Palpatine. But Palpatine, of course, is essentially ultimate evil. He manages to subdue Rey and Kylo. And then we get Luke and either Force Ghost form or maybe there's a physical manifestation because Luke is very powerful. But then Palpatine, with his guile and his possible 920 attack with the Screech, also does best Luke. What happens next? I think that maybe Hayden Christensen reprises his role as Anakin Skywalker as the Chosen One and has to battle Palpatine in some fashion or form. To me, that would be fantastic. I think there's a very high percentage of us getting Hayden Christensen as Anakin in Episode Nine, due to the fact that Palpatine started in the prequel trilogy and was in the original trilogy and was also going to be in in, in episode nine in the sequel trilogy. And you think back to the original trilogy, Palpatine really never appeared in physical form until episode six, which was Return of the Jedi. And this would very much mirror and rhyme what George Lucas did. And like I said before, George Lucas was consulted. That would be maybe the ultimate redemption for Anakin Skywalker being the chosen one putting an end to Palpatine and truly bringing balance to the force and I know we talked about it before balance of the force what does it mean what does it mean to balance you would think you would need Sith and Jedi to balance the scales but according to many people balance is actually light side across the spectrum and no Sith and evil being put out. That's really what true balance is, which makes more sense because I think we talked about on the podcast how you need an equal number of Sith and an equal number of light side Jedi. But true balance would be the Sith finally being destroyed. The other clue and the other thing that I always noticed was when I watched the red carpets for The Force Awakens... Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Solo. If you look back at those videos and look who shows up, not necessarily on the main red carpet, but who is there, it's Hayden Christensen. He always goes to those premieres. And, of course, he's going to be a lifelong member of the family for Star Wars. I mean, he was Anakin Skywalker, so he's always going to be invited but we just had with Palpatine, Ian McDermott has always shown up to celebration, has always been great with the fans. 
So the question is, did he always know that he was going to come back? Did he have an inkling? Because it really seems like he has a lot of fun on panels and addressing fans. And I mean, he just has fun with his career and especially what he means to Star Wars fans in general. It kind of mirrors and might mirror what Anakin Hayden Christensen has also been doing. And he's been very much on the radar. He did sign autographs and do photo ops at Celebration Chicago 2019. I think that there's, there's a real possibility there. And if you open that door, what's the possibility of other Jedi that died that may appear in this film in a final climactic battle? Mace Windu, maybe? Samuel L. Jackson? We all know he wants back in. We all know who's game to play Mace Windu again. It's just a thought. It's deep, deep cut of speculation on my part. It's, it's fan wish fulfillment on my part, really. It's going to be interesting. And I, I think this film is going to satisfy the fans. Like Oscar Isaac has said repeatedly, it seems like. This is, it's it's going to have a really, really satisfying ending. Lando back in the Falcon. Palpatine is back. Ray having some really, really great action sequences using the Force. And speculation has been, is she Force training at the beginning of that trailer? Is there someone that's not Kylo piloting that, that TIE silencer or interceptor or whatever that actually is? And she's training in the desert? Because, of course, we all know she didn't have training, but she's highly skilled and powerful. The speculation is... Is it maybe someone else? Maybe Kylo joins forces with her early on to fight Palpatine. It's it's very, very interesting. And the speculation can go for years, it seems. And we're we're months away from this from this film coming out. We have a really big film coming out in Endgame this week, watching that episode nine trailer, going to celebration really kind of just put out the fire for Endgame. I was so hyped for Endgame. Now it's like, James even said it in in the condo we were staying. He's like, my my hype for Endgame is, is gone. All I want to do and think about is Star Wars. It's kind of the same for me. And <laughs> it's been it's been several days since we've been back. Star Wars has, has dominated my thinking, dominated my mind. Celebration was such a great great experience. There was less people. It seemed like the convention was actually, the convention center was a smaller area to walk through, but the space was bigger. And I think we only utilized one, one of the buildings in the convention center. And that metal in the trailer as well, is that Luke's metal? Is that Han's metal? And does Chewie get the metal in the end? There might be a really great moment where Leia hands Chewie the medal and Chewie takes the medal from Han. I mean, that would be very, very emotional, very poetic. And who ends up with the Falcon? Does Lando end up with the Falcon? I think in Solo, he he drops a line where he talks about over his dead body, (laughs) over your dead body. And unfortunately, Han Solo did die. Um, so Lando could, uh, get right off into the sunset, maybe with Chewie. And where does Chewie end up? Does he end up staying with the resistance, the new rebellion? 
what happens. It's, um, it's very intriguing. And I know everyone that's listening is just, is just so on board with this because it's all the fan reaction, all our messages, all the comments have just been overwhelmingly positive. Our coverage, we try to cover celebration as much as we could for you guys. And I think we did, I think we did a decent job. We got on Facebook, actually Instagram live and James was, was on that as much as he could because we had so many deadlines to meet to get Claudia Gray's novel for Master and Apprentice that was signed with exclusive celebration cover. I wanted a couple of pins, the Thai Pilot pin, the Mace Windu pin. I had to go to certain booths, line up. Joseph, I pulled Joseph out of line. Joseph got in line for me. I went to the Regal Robot booth so I could get the, the Space Slug pencil and pen holder for for my 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 office at work and i'm taking that tomorrow tomorrow will be my first day back from work after 16 days away and it was just an incredible experience and like i said once we all get back together again we're going to talk more in depth about celebration give you more details and it should be a really good recount of of what happened and maybe split that podcast up to, in, into several parts because there's so much to talk about. So many good experiences, so many people we met. And it, it, was, just, it was just an unforgettable time. We owe, we owe a lot of credit to our executive producer, Colin, who put us up for the, six, or the five days that we, we were attending celebration and it was just it was just awesome how that all worked out. And like I said, we'll talk about that more next podcast. And um we just wanted to give you a an episode so you could uh have some food for thought and have something to listen to and may the force be with you. Always. Thank you. It's a trap.